0: This is Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago, WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. It's time for Aki's A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four Ps of Waddle's world, Aki's A-List. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind.
1: Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer?
0: Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. That's right. uh, Tyler has the questions. We'll try to provide the answers. What do you got today, Tyler? What's
2: on your mind? All right. So this is courtesy of Dan Weider. He put this tweet out earlier today. The Chicago Bears in the 21st century. These are their first round picks to get a second contract with the team Brian Erlacher, Rex Grossman, Tommy Harris, Kyle Long, Kyle Fuller, and that's it. Oh, no. Weeders had it? some.
0: Weeders had. Yeah, you knew. You knew this. Five total. You? I was not aware of it. Ryan Pace. We we always talked about this with Pace. The Pace Paces first round picks never saw a second contract. Roquan was probably headed that way, but again was was traded because
3: right. of the new regime. And by regime. the way, I like again. I, I this is not a, a a disparaging disparaging comment against him. I think he's a fabulous player. I have no like remorse. I don't have any Roquan envy based on what they decided to do at that position in the slightest. Do you?
0: Well, well, now especially that Edwards and Edmonds are playing right. pretty well together. Very well together. Like, do you think the the way that deal now, like we always said, it was like getting two players for the price of one, um, and then you got the draft pick for Roquan as well? They're the well. number one run defense in the league, Right. Geron like Dexter, I think, is the one that we yeah. we said is the one. So if you got Dexter, Edmonds, and Edwards for Roquan for the same that, amount of money. Yeah, is that fair? Is that a good is that a good value I, I, move? Yes, and I think Roquan's obviously had a fine
3: year with with the Baltimore Ravens and fits in nicely next to Patrick Queen and their defense. There's no doubt. TJ Edwards as I've told you, has two and a half sacks, two interceptions, a forced fumble, and two fumble recoveries. I guarantee you that those numbers in those categories are better than, than, than Roquan. Tremaine Edmonds has four interceptions, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery. Again, I'm not trying to denigrate what Roquan is doing in Baltimore because he's very good. I'm just telling you, I don't have any remorse that they made that deal because they got those guys and as you said, Dexter for the same price, and and you got three for one. So, like, I think this is what this is a perfect example of a win-win situation. If you know what I'm saying,
0: I think both sides won this. And, and so, going back to um, uh, his his tweet again, this is why again fundamentally. The Bears aren't good. And and again, these are the notes that I hope Kevin Warren is taking as as to what ills this franchise? The good long term drafting. Um, why haven't our quarterbacks panned out? Uh are we choosing the wrong ones? Yes. Are we not developing them the correct way.
3: Also, yes.
0: So is is it? It's both. and yes. Why why are we allowing coaches to say like uh, again? Like I wrote today for sean Media. Like a lot of people think I just like I'm I, like I simply just don't like Matt Eberflus. Like why would I have anything against Matt Eberflus? What I don't know. What, 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 what only you can answer that. What, what would what would be in it for me to dislike Matt <laughs> Eberflus? Other than winning enough football games or finishing football games um so and when people say continuity sylvie there hasn't been enough continuity like all i have to do is bring up the last regime and tell you that that's what the ownership told us about pace and nagy right is that eight and eight in 2020 the reason to keep them when we knew they weren't good anymore we all knew they weren't the answers anymore. It was time to part ways with Nagy we and told Pace. You that. We told and you And We all told you. And oh, well, Continuity, continuity. We have to stay the course. And, and that's what was sold to us. And what did continuity bring us? It brought us a miserable 2021 season. One in which they allowed you, uh, allowed them to draft the quarterback of the future. And again... Get the coach and the general manager on the bad timeline with the new quarterback. And if you're Kevin Warren and you're taking notes on this on to do it improperly, you should learn from past organizational mistakes. Didn't help anybody. Helped nobody. In fact, what
3: you did is you traded for a quarterback. And then you fired the group that traded for him, traded up in the draft for him. So what did that continuity
0: do? It did nothing for you. it uh, It probably ruined Justin from the start.
3: It did him no favors.
0: He was coming out of
3: college having learned one system, came into the NFL having to learn another, which is standard, and then he had to learn a third in three years. Because of the change that was necessary, because of how they did their business.
0: So, so like I love continuity. I love continuity. Good when continuity, you, not bad when, continuity. When, when you have a ten and 6, 11 and five team, or in this case, in a seventeen-game schedule, you know, eleven and six, you know, whatever it is. But, but not for five wins. No. No. Or, or, or not in a case where like this, this losers mentality over. Well, Sylvie, how many games did you have them winning before the year? That doesn't matter when you let the season play out and you watch them lose disastrous games like they did to Denver and to Detroit and to Cleveland. It, it, it You evolve with the way you feel about your team based on the way the season is played. All bets are off. What did Houston think their team was going to be, coming off a three-win team? What did Indy think their team would be, coming off of their awful team? What did they think their team would be after their first-round quarterback got hurt? Did they think that they would be in the playoff race? Probably not. Are they? The answer is yes. Things change based on the way the season goes. Don't tell me because I thought they only won three games last year, and if they won six or seven this year, it would be a successful year. There's no way that you can lose those three games this year like they did that you can tell me this is a successful season. It is not. That's a loser's mentality, and that's why this team is stuck. In, in in just losersville for the last 20 plus years where is losersville at uh, Here, Palace hall yes it's 1920 football drive that's where it's at it's it's look waddle 38 years without a Super Bowl oh I know it's seven years i think seven playoff appearances I believe since Ditka and um let's just keep everything
3: the same though because we see some progress just add a little here and a little there and it'll all be better.
0: Yeah, so don't, like, like I, I am shocked. I, the one thing about writing about Eberflus in the last few weeks has told me is that I don't know if it's a, just a few people with burner accounts or if there actually is more Eberflus fans than I thought. I am shocked by the amount of people who have defended Eberflus, and I just don't get it. I don't.
3: Well, I've said in the past that it's it's interesting where people put their level of expectation, you know, where their bar, you know, we expect so much from some people and not enough from others. It's just how the bar moves is it's really interesting to me, how people feel about what should be expected of people in their particular positions.
0: And, and Weeder has done a good job lately of writing some um, really good big picture tweets, yeah. not just uh, this one about the draft picks, but other stuff in the background um, regarding all of this.
3: Well, it's the reason why there has been this valley over a long period of time because they haven't been able to build through the draft because they haven't picked people that should you know, spend 10 years in this organization. They've had to move on from them because there have been so many mistakes.
2: It's not good. Alright, this was from Pick Bill. Pick me up. Pick me up. This was from Bill Barnwell today. He wrote a piece detailing the potential teams in the quarterback market for this offseason, and the Bears obviously find themselves in that camp. So this was the tidbit he put on most likely QB they'll pursue. He says, Drake May or Caleb Williams, trading Fields likely would land the Bears a top 40 pick to replace the one they sent the commanders for Montez Sweat. If Fields was a no-doubt franchise quarterback, this would be a tough choice, but the ability to add a better prospect at a cheaper cost is an opportunity the Bears cannot afford to miss. When I saw land a top 40 pick to replace the one they sent the commanders. If that's true, that, that, that eliminates any
3: doubt in your mind, right? Like, for if you had some doubt, or, you know, ultimately, again, the decision has to be fully based. There are other ancillary pieces to this puzzle, but you make that move to pivot away and go in a different direction if you feel there's somebody out there that is better, right?
0: Well, what did you did Darnold land uh, the Jets a second-round pick and more? Yes, I believe. Like a so. second and a fourth or yeah. something. It was
4: insane from Carolina. Yeah.
0: So, so if Atlanta likes him, and others like him, and and two te- more than two teams like him, then like that's that's what you want. That's and, called so leverage. Sam,
4: Sam Darnold was objectively one of the
3: worst quarterbacks.
2: Investors. In the NFL, it's, it's got, got a, a better the resume in it. his
3: time here than Sam
2: Darnold. Does. Yeah, Darnold, tra- the Darnold trade got them a sixth rounder that year, and then a second and fourth rounder the next year. So some of it was kicked down the road.
0: Yeah, so it's still a lot. I've always, like, uh, we talked about this in the pre-show. I brought this up before. I've always said that it was why the sweat deal was made. He's always had in the back of his mind that. Uh, Ryan Poles has believed that he could get a second for Fields. Yeah, and then maybe at, at the end of the day, he's always thought that he was trading Justin Fields for Montez Sweat. Is that, that that's what that deal was, in essence, really looking like. Right. And then he would draft the quarterback and then with the first-round pick. And then, like, the other thing that Weederer has also tweeted out hey, is he has said that a lot of people have said that Um, it's like the quarterback or restocking the shelves with multiple picks. Do both? You can do both. You have enough equity with picks and money to do both. Yes,
3: you can get better in a lot of ways, even if you use the first pick.
2: And it seems like this draft too is pretty deep at some of these important positions, like wide receiver, edge rusher, offensive line, like the quarterback. Obviously, seems like there's a lot of depth there. other football, this is tonight's game. It's the Rams and the Saints. We've been having the conversation a little bit off the air lately about the Rams being one of those frisky teams that yeah. nobody wants to see in the playoffs. Are they one, Are they the team that if you're the Cowboys or you're the Eagles, that's the team you don't want to see the most out of some of the lower-rung playoff teams right now? I
3: think so because I think that they've got some interesting pieces. A, they're very well coached. Their quarterback has experience. He's won a Super Bowl. Think about him however you want to place him in the quarterback history, whatever. He's spinning it right now. He's got two really good receivers. He's got a tight end if he's healthy. uh, Tyler Higby, that is a good receiver as well. Their running back is good. Uh, It's not just Puka, Nakua, and... Cooper Cup. They've got other guys out
2: there that are, that are threatening people. Tutu
3: Atwell. Yeah, Atwell's good. There's another kid. Who's the running back uh, now that's Tyron Williams.
2: He's played well. Marcus Robinson was with the Chiefs yeah. for a little
3: bit. Obviously, you've got Aaron Donald. I mean, they've got some guys on defense. I'm not trying to pitch you that they're a Super Bowl team, but that's, a, that's as Big Cat would say, that's a frisky team that could give you some headaches.
0: And especially when you look at the other teams who are in the wild card yes. hunt. Yes. Like, uh, Seattle doesn't scare me this year. No. Like, none of the teams in the NFC South scare me. Like, uh, Tampa and New Orleans don't scare me if I'm one of those other teams. So, like, I think this is that. The Vikings the, don't scare anybody yeah, because of their the quarterback Packers situation. Don't.
2: The Packers don't. What so about the Saints AFC. don't? Because I think oh, there's a couple. It's uh, Buffalo. Buffalo yeah, is the team. But I think there's like there's a lot of teams kind of in the five through. I'll even go eleven that it's you would want to see. Like it, it, Denver it, could give a team a run. The Colts have played fantastic football lately. The Houston Texas, Texans have been Texas very are good. Eight and six. How about the team the Bears played last week? The Cleveland Browns. Like that defense is good, and then Joe Flacco does just they, enough. They're they don't gonna have to me get me healthy. Much. I mean, they're yeah. just
3: they're too injured to 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 go far against better teams. And the AFC is such a different animal than the NFC.
0: And, and like Waddle said, it's Buffalo. Yeah. And I've been saying it for a while. It's like They went through so much adversity that they've almost benefited from that adversity to come out on the other side of this. Their, their differential is 125. They're plus 125 on the scoring differential.
2: But that's always kind of been their M.O., is that they'll blow out the really bad teams and then you get to the playoffs against some of the good teams and that's where I they fall. I just falter.
3: think I like the way they're playing now. Like they they
0: blew out the Cowboys.
3: Yeah, and they didn't do it just relying on Josh Allen. In fact, what they did was they ran it for 260 yards. And if you can threaten teams and, and let them know that you're going to run the football and be balanced and then you hit them with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and... And the Gabe uh whatever his name is, Gabe, who's their receiver? Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis and the two tight ends. Now you got some. Like, listen, look in the AFC. You get the Baltimore Ravens, the Miami Dolphins, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Jags. Those are your four division leaders. And after that, you get the Browns, Bengals, and Colts. Those are the teams that are in the postseason. If you're the if the Bills get in, I'll take the Bills against any of those teams. And, and the Baltimore Ravens, I think, are the only team that I would say would probably be a favorite against them, depending on how the rest of the season goes. The
0: ba- the Ravens yes. are the only team that would, that be, would a be a favorite against That would be a favorite
3: against the Bills if you get to the postseason. I think, and the Bills, because if the Bills get there, it's going to be because they finish off the season on a very high note and they they squeeze in. And and look, Vegas isn't stupid. If if they get in as a as a Wild card team, and you they're think facing the, the Jags. Would still be a favorite? Yeah, what, what if it's at Arrowhead? Yes. Depending on how the Chiefs look at that point, they're definitely going to be a favorite against the Jags. Yes,
0: yes right. Yes, oh, for sure. I mean,
2: I'm just saying, I, I'd be no, interested. At Miami, in Miami, because they've struggled down there with the heat at times. They have Miami's struggled with good teams. Miami hasn't beaten
3: a good team all year. What well, can I get for the
0: Bills to come out of the AFC? Uh, I should have I a hopped on them on a few weeks ago. That, Ooh, but, Chuck Wagon, you got a future got on a,
3: it? I got a future. I, I don't remember
0: the number off
4: the top of my head, but I have a future on it that I put on Saturday before they blew out. That's
0: smart. Um, I like, And I've been saying this for a while, and they never put my money where my mouth was. Where the ja- the what is it called? The uh, jawser size. Yeah, yeah the ball gag. It... Just call it the yeah. ball gag.
2: So right now, to take the Bills to win the AFC, you're getting plus six fifty. That's good I'll, value. I'll, I'm gonna play that. That's I'm good gonna value play that right now. Yeah. To win the Super Bowl is twelve to one.
0: I- I'm gonna play the AFC. And maybe I-, I might as well dabble then if they're gonna get out of the AFC.
4: I have it at plus nine fifty. That's where I got it at. That's
0: good. Uh, that's a matter of a week. You just that's good, Charlie. Good move, Chuck.
3: Look at Charlie. Charlie Sharp. He's also got a future on the. Uh, I think probably on the, on the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's gonna cancel. No, itself I, out.
4: I had a Devon Achan rookie of the year future that was looking great yeah, for like three weeks, right? and that then that uh, that's no more. Yeah, that one's gone.
2: All right, uh, a little bit of basketball here. So Zach Levine. Obviously, we've talked about the seven and three Bulls record without him. Are you at the point where you don't care what the return is for Zach? I care in still. a in a trade. I care. I, I care. just don't care yes. as much. I mean, you
0: can't you can't not get anything for. You still have to get something for.
3: What do you think is reasonable return? Because before we were talking about a couple of first round
0: maybe late first round picks, right? Nobody's giving you that. Now are
3: they giving you Would that? you
0: rather have an underachieving player that could still like again, I'm still I would still be happy if they go to the Pelicans and they could get Zion Williams. Well,
2: that was the other thing. Did you see the report now out of New Orleans that based on like some details are coming out about Zion's contract and after not only playing in 29 games last season, it triggered a clause in the contract that makes the final 3 years of the contract non-guaranteed. Wow. So they can they, the whole thing is, will they waive him? They'll probably trade him. It would take an extenuating circumstance to waive him. And this would be at the start of the 25-26 season. But it, after... Why not would this you season, waive next, him
3: if, in fact, his contract would be desirable? Right. For I would say the same thing. It wouldn't be that desirable. For another for, team, for, for right? No, I mean, if maybe. you trade for
2: him and he But you're a small doesn't... market team, you can get out of the money. Like I can see why. And then teams maybe know that, oh, you're not going to actually... Keep him. So we're just gonna wait till you yeah, release him. Like in the NFL, yeah.
0: I, I would. Wouldn't you guys be tempted if if you're telling me that it's just some uh, possible first round picks with uh, some caps on them? Well, down the road, wouldn't you want a, a possible change of scenery for a player who once was thought very highly of? Yes, I, I would take a chance on him. And Zach, like, again, like, if, you're, if, we're, if we're considering the question, uh, do you care now what you get in Zach, you just want him off the team, why not go and buy, buy low on a, t- on a player like that, that is still very young,
2: that could use a change of scenery? But isn't there so, a little bit of Zach and Zion, it seems like? Oh, sure. Yeah, that that no, team doesn't play well when he's there, but when he's gone, they play absolutely. really well.
0: You're, you're, uh, I, uh, look, uh, all valid. Valid. You're. You're. There's a lot not to like about Zion in this case. There's a lot, but again, you're hoping that the change of scenery, and you're. It, it, this has just has to do with yeah. what? Maturity what are you, what are you getting? Well. You're, you're getting Hachimura back from the Lakers right. and a 2029 20, draft pick. Like, what are you getting? And, and you're getting expiring deals from the Lakers. What are you actually getting? That's better than a possible player that two years ago was thought of as
2: a real game changer. But he's not a guy who shoots threes. Like he's not a guy that really fits in with the modern NBA as well. Like I think it's a different conversation if we're talking about maybe a John Morant before he came oh, okay. back. So, but sure, sure. Morant, LeBron I mean,
4: likes Levine. That's the other part of it. It's not like it, it seems well, like the, the Rich Lakers Paul would be, factor. Yeah, yeah, it's the Rich Paul factor. They'd be kind of the only suitor. And who's to say you you couldn't you could maybe wait this out a little bit if, if if you decide, hey, like we're we don't want to do this anymore. You don't have to play him, I suppose. You could do the Philadelphia with Ben Simmons thing where they're just not playing. I mean, you just wait it out to see what you can get eventually.
0: It's a great point, Charlie. I want to you, you want you guys want to continue the conversation next. No. I want to ask you guys if 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 this continues and there's no trade and the Bulls keep playing well, I want to know from you guys. Um and he says he's healthy, do you let him back and, and play him? Um three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to react to any of Aki's A list, uh on the Bears conversation, what we were talking about with Iberflus, if you want to react to some of the conversations we had about some of the polls moves with Roquan, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago.
3: DeRozan in transition. Jump past Williams. Did it on defense. Does it on offense. Dangerous pass there. Reddish almost got his hand on it. White takes it in and left it. And he blitzes the passing lane and knocks
4: it three. Good hustle. Cookies.
3: Kobe White for three. Oh, bang, bang, bang. Now DeRozan on the ISO oh, With
5: a shake. Sh- oh, it's
3: make it. Debo. The Lakers have dropped four of five since their in-season tournament championship. Billy Donovan and Darvin Ham meet at court And the Bulls make it seven and three in their last ten.
0: Adam Baker, uh, by the way, uh, that's uh, NBC Sports Chicago. Hey,
3: can we say happy birthday to Adam Amin? I believe it was his birthday last night. So I know he listens every hour, all four hours, every day. How so old I is just Adam him, Amin? Is he 40 He's 22.
0: No, he's not 22. I just wanted to wish him a happy birthday. Me too. How old is he? Is he 40 yet? I don't no. think so because is isn't he younger 40? than Bleck and Abdallah? Yeah. Oh, really? He's, he's younger. Yeah. He's not 40. That was so successful. Very successful. Speaking yeah. of Adams, Adam Baker says, I haven't watched the Bulls since Michael left. Could that be possible? No.
3: That's a somebody with some hyperbole. <laughs> 37.
0: He turned 37. Okay. I wasn't that far off. Um, uh, did you hear um, Billy Donovan yesterday? Joe Colley asked him uh, a direct question. I did not. Uh, I was watching the post game.
3: <laughs> Look at you I'm well, consuming the post game for Bulls basketball. It
0: was, I wasn't like sitting in front of the TV. Um, just cons- it was on in the background while I was going through Instagram ads.
3: Jesus, would you let go of the Instagram <laughs> stuff? Like, just give your brain a break. You know
0: what I mean? It was just on in the background. It was on in the background. I didn't. I didn't. What I'm else talking was on about last the night. Instagram stuff, not the TV stuff. No, I know. I Give
3: know. your brain a back uh, a uh, break, not from, bulls, not from the bulls, not from the bulls post game show, from the Instagram stuff.
0: So anyway, um, Cowley asked the question. Uh, this includes Cowley's question, correct? Yes. Now I want you to listen to this on Donovan's answer. Wouldn't most coaches, when he responds uh, uh, regarding the star player? Just simply said, man, we're rolling now without our star. Can't wait to get Zach back. Right. Once we get our star back, we're going to be really great. So listen to Kali's question and then listen to the, this is the essence of Ward Salad because he says a lot of words without truly answering the question. So here's Kali, and then Billy Donovan. Billy, uh, you played devil's advocate here. It's out of character for me, I know. 7-3
1: 7-3 and three without Zach, convince me that you guys aren't a better team without Zach Levine out there. Yeah, I, I I think, I've said this before, anytime you lose a really, really great player and a talented player and a gifted player like Zach, um, I think it always hurts you. And, you know, I do think hopefully he's back sooner than later. You know, I think that, you know, his praise rehab and everything goes well for him. But, I think with his skill set and the way he shoots the basketball, he's always been, to me, a guy that's been out in transition and is really, really good in in those situations. I think the biggest thing for us, you know, has been collectively, can we get down the floor and kind of what I would say, flatten the defense out and get into it with with everybody? I think that's one of the things we've been preaching all along. And, you know, I think that Zach can play – any style you know because he can put on the floor he can shoot threes and he can get to the rim you know so for us you know with him coming back in i think he fits into you know how we're trying to play now you may say well why weren't you playing that way in the beginning like what what why why it looks different i think there's been some improvements that we've made of, of how we need to play and you know, as long as we're moving the ball, passing the ball, not holding it. And listen, tonight, like we got into, we held it too long at times, you know. And it wasn't just DeMar, you know, or Zachary. I've already In, lost interest. It was, it was like sometimes Kobe had it too long. Sometimes I, AC had it too long at times. I like, see what I mean. Off. Now he's not yes. talking it's it's about collectively. Th- exactly. That's why I said. Do. I've already lost interest because he's not addressing a the question. job of that. But I'm certainly hopeful when he gets himself healthy, he can get back to where he was. Because I don't, I think with what he was dealing with with his foot, For a long period of time, I'm not so sure that he was ever right. So, when you look at his shooting numbers or his finishing numbers, some of it may have been due to what he was dealing with and trying to fight through. But I believe that, you know, if he can come back healthy, that, you know, hopefully he'll thrive, you know, a great deal in what we're trying to do.
3: Let me ask you the question again in a more direct way, Billy. Are you a better basketball team without Zach? (laughs) Because that's just what Joe asked him. Right,
0: Right, right. And he says, hopefully he'll be able to thrive. If he's healthy, like I don't. If, if I, he I, felt, if he felt
3: they were a better basketball team with Zach, the first statement out of his mouth would have been, "Look, we are on a good run right now. Guys are playing well. We're making shots. We'll always be a better basketball team with Zach Levine on the floor." Right.
0: Period. Right. If they, if there was a belief, yeah. let me ask you this question: That if Zach didn't want to trade, and if they didn't want to trade Zach. Don't you think I'm not? I'm not questioning the injury. I, I, I truly believe there's foot soreness. Don't you believe he would have been playing through the foot soreness? Yeah, I believe, so. I believe so. So, like, I I think that this has been a convenience with an extra long time of him missing. Because while I'm sure it's there, I'm not saying there's a made up injury. Right. But but it's also been. It's been an it's been more convenient for him to miss. I don't think he should, and I would guess that he's probably not going to play another game in a Bulls uniform.
3: Yeah, I don't think it does. Who does it do any good? Because the intention is to trade him, right? I guess the only thing that could be considered good with regard to him getting back on the court is to show people that he's 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 healthy. Really, that's I mean that's the only thing, right? Is that he's not still hurt? I guess you could, you know, rely on your doctors to decide yeah, whether or not look that's at the, the case. For that, though, but yeah, but you could look at the medicals and say, okay, you look like you're clean, but then you've got to be able to play and show that you can play. That's the only benefit I can see from from putting him back on the floor.
0: Sherrod in Glendale Heights, you're on
5: ESPN One Thousand. What's up, Sherrod? Hey, what's up, guys? First time caller. How's it going? Good. We appreciate it. Thank you. Woo! Yeah, guys, I just wanted to talk about, like, Zach Levine. He was two years removed from some people calling him one of the up-and-coming players, very young, Devin booker as type player. I know things haven't gone the Bulls' way ever since Lonzo got hurt. You know, everything just kind of went down the hill. I've been watching the Bulls' basketball for a long time. So what I want to talk about is, like, you know, Zach is sitting out, and now he's seen the Bulls are doing better. Kobe White is balling out of his mind, like, He's playing like his last eight games, averaging like 25 a game, six rebounds, seven assists. Even DeMar DeRozan, who's like a 14-time bat, eight-time all-star, he's taking a step back. Vooch, you know, Vooch hasn't seen a lot of playoff success, but he's a veteran center. He's been an all-star before. You see him giving the ball, kind of them deferring to Kobe White. I feel like Zach Levine's sitting out. I know a lot of people call him a cancer nowadays. He's not a good like teammate, locker room problem, that type of guy. But I feel like him sitting on the bench right now with his injury, watching these guys defer to Kobe White a bit, and then when, obviously, Kobe didn't have a great shooting that last night, DeMar could take over. I feel like Zach could learn from this. And if he can, then I know you can always trade him. But I feel like this is a perfect situation as a Bulls fan because your team is thriving. And if Zach can come back and fit in, you can even be better than you are right now. So that's all I wanted to say. I kind of feel like it's a win-win scenario for us right now.
3: I, I would go the other direction with my how I felt about it. I'd give you another guy's the name of another guy who I think has benefited from Zach not being on the floor and that's Patrick Williams. Mm-hmm. You've seen a guy now who is not deferring as much as he he did before. He's getting his shots. He's more active. I think he's more confident. And his last what since since the start of December, you know, he's shooting 56% from behind the arc. He's averaging 14 points. You're seeing a more engaged player, a more effective player. And I just don't think it's coincidence that all of these other guys, especially some of the young guys, are finding a way to play good basketball now because of the circumstances.
0: They're sharing the ball, they're yes. playing for but I I've, ne- I've never and I haven't heard many people say this. I don't believe that Zach's a cancer. I don't no, believe that he's been so. a bad teammate. No. I think him being on the sideline is a, is, is nice. No, one, I don't think anyone said that. I don't think he's a winning player, and I think him being around the team um, when he's on the court has not led to winning. He's not. He's one of those players, the 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 twenty five point per game guys that doesn't lead to winning, and one playoff win his career not with
3: him. You know, I mean, it, it, there's a ton of ISO ball when he's on the floor with DeMar and with Vooch, it just, it, it just doesn't feel like anything moves smoothly yep. or yep. doesn't move as smoothly as what we've seen. Again, it's a small sample size, but I don't think it's a coincidence, to be honest with you.
0: Jimmy and Burbank you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy?
6: Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. So I, the question you posed before the break was, do you play him or bench him or whatever? You do not play him another minute. I think you. one of you guys mentioned uh, doing, like, the Ben Simmons treatment, how you just bench him until you can find something for him. I mean, look at what happened. They've gone from getting blown out by the Pistons, losing back-to-back games at home to the Magic, to beating teams now like the Sixers, the Lakers. And it's the just insane. The Bucks. I'm looking at the schedule now, and, they're, and you know, it's, the proof is there. They have one playoff victory, not series. One playoff victory in his tenure here, and he's supposed to get paid as much as Kevin Durant or Steph Curry. This is insanity. He's look at how much. Tommy just said it too. Look at how much better everyone is around around on the team now that he is not playing. He's like a. It's like a. He clogs the system up because he demands the ball for it to go in 27% of the time. He is
0: Jimmy, Jimmy he's like the opposite of like what you say about most basketball players like oh he makes everyone better when he's on the court. Um he, Zach's the opposite of that when he's off the court he makes everyone better.
3: Listen, there's no denying either. Like Kobe White is Kobe White. That is one you, you know you can the I'm telling you the Patrick Williams mm-hmm. improved play to me is an even greater example of getting more guys involved the ball's moving he's not deferring any longer he's actually asserting himself taking his shot he's more aggressive whether it's on offense or it's defense he I'm not trying to sell you on him being an up-and-coming all-star I'm just telling you his development is actually taking place to a certain degree because
0: he's on the floor and he's able to do more. Steven Elmwood Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Stevie? Hey, how's it going, guys? We're good. Um,
6: hey, for the winning player, I'm silly, I'm glad you brought that up, but I, I feel that there are certain players in the league, like over the history, that are team chemistry, that retitle it killers. And I compare, like, Zach to a Carmelo Anthony, like as bad as that sounds, but it's just like wherever they go, they're good players, but they can't. just changes the game completely. And I put, like, Russell Westbrook, Simmons in those categories too and then on a side point with the Bears I, I see a correlation with like when the Bears have a good D, maybe it's because like Fields practices versus this defense, he seems to develop more and I'm wondering if you guys think like they did a disservice for that like period where they, the D was really crappy and Sylvie you should definitely get that jaw exercise
0: thing as well the double chin triple chin yeah. for sure Thank you, Steve.
3: I don't um, think that necessarily that you can tie Justin's development to the defense playing better in practice because usually once you get to the, to the regular season, he's not facing his defense. He's facing backups. You know, ones play against twos, and twos play against, you know, uh, ones and on both sides of the ball. So Justin in the offense, I, I, I mean, maybe they do things differently, but they're not scrimmaging on a Wednesday or a Thursday in week 10 or 12.
0: Do we have a Black and Abdal coming up next, or do we have uh, a Bears, Bears Weekly tonight? We've got Bears Weekly tonight. Week, right, so Joniak Joniak and coming you up.
3: missed Joniak yesterday. We had a nice spirited conversation with him. Did you know that he is he is live tree guy, and he's a big tinsel guy when it comes to decorating his tree? Oh, good. You tinsel know, man.
0: Evan Cohen's been doing like a, a big campaign on uh, ESPN about uh, buying live trees. Yeah, we made the mistake. Real of,
3: trees. Yeah, we made the mistake of pooping on... On real trees. So we we said, though, I said after doing that, because I tree have a fake farmers, tree. Tree farmers, you,
0: you got to yeah, I, I,
3: I I actually said if somebody wanted, I would actually buy somebody a tree. To make good on being a good partner,
0: what happened? Was this yesterday? You were you were you're cropping all over there? Well,
3: I was asking about you know live trees. Do you have a live tree? or Do you have a fake? You have a fake tree, so don't don't be strutting over but there thinking still, that you're wait, a good teammate.
0: I'm not. Don't be like again. Like this isn't about me. Do this is about tree? what you did yesterday. Do you have a fake tree. Yes, we we, okay. we don't have a, a live tree. We don't have a real tree. That's right. Exactly. Uh, But I would would, would tell everyone to to get a real tree.
3: I would tell everyone to do what you feel is best for you. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Don't be such a team
0: suck-up. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter. At Waddle and Sylvie. And at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. So Bears Weekly uh, coming up next. You want to take a couple more calls before then? Sure, why not? Let's take uh, Solomon in uh, Bellwood. Speaking of uh, Bears Weekly, he wanted to talk uh, a little Bears with us. What's up, Solomon?
6: Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Happy holidays. Uh, Love the show. Happy holidays to you. You too. Hey, uh, just really quick, I just want to. You guys hit it spot on with the organizational failure with Justin Fields. You know, we all jump on his back. But like you said, three coordinators, three in so many years. And we can't run the ball, man. I I keep harping on we cannot run the ball. And I don't care who you get. If you can't run the ball and pass protect really that well, they're going to fail. So we just got to get better in those areas. I don't think we should give up on Justin. I just think we need to improve the team. Uh, they're
3: they're going to be able to run the ball this weekend. First of all, they actually for the season they're fifth in the in in the NFL in running it. They average 134 yards per game on the ground. They did not have any success against Cleveland. Cleveland's an upper echelon defense. Uh, they, I think they rushed for 88 yards on 3.3 yards per carry. So you're right. I I think when you when this team can't successfully get their running game going, it really hurts them because they're a run first team. And then the play action and some of the boot stuff becomes very effective. The Cardinals are equal opportunity bad on defense. They give up 140 yards per game on the ground and 4.5 and yards per carry. So my guess, I've already made my plays. One of them will be, and I lost it last week with Deontay Foreman, yeah. is over Whoa. 36 and a half rushing yards. I think they will get the, the, the ground game going. I got over 5.5 uh, catches for D.J., and I believe the Bears, the over-under for their total points in the first half is 12-and-a-half, so I pounded that. Did you? I did. And it's supposed to be a nice day, like yeah, I was and, saying. and again, the Cardinals' defense is just – I think you're going to come out of this game on Sunday, Sunday night, and feel good about what, what you saw. Maybe not about their playoff chances, because those are non-existent, but you'll feel better about how their offense performs against this Cardinals team than what you saw against the Browns in Cleveland. 3.30
0: uh, on Sunday, it's supposed to be 54 degrees. Wow, how about that's that? That's incredible. I- isn't it? Uh, this portion of Waddle & Sylvie is brought to you by Steinhoffels. Uh, let's go to Robert in Romeoville. Really quick, Robert, before Bears Weekly, what's on your
2: brain?
4: Um, I just wanted to talk real quick about the Bulls and Levine. uh, Levine. You know, when Levine, when they signed them, they pretty much were in a a corner, I I would say, because they didn't want to lose them for nothing. But, I mean, they have to really, I mean, the Bulls fans have to really notice how much better the team is without Levine on there. For him being on the team for five, six years, I don't think I can point to one game where we won because of Levine. And I can already point to a few games how Kobe White has carried this team and one, And you can even go to DeRozan when he was the guy when he first came also. Not Levine. Good player. Like you said, Sylvie, it doesn't fit on this team. Not
0: a winning player. Thanks, guys. Yep. yep really Thanks good problem. Thanks, Robert. There you go. Uh,
3: tonight uh, they get Wemby. Wemby's in town. So if you like Bulls basketball, you're going to get another
0: uh, an opportunity to watch them play tonight. I think they were only favored by three. Now, it's back-to-back, but... San Antonio's not good. Do you like the Bulls tonight? I do with like the, the Bulls the, right on now. On the spread? Ride them until the wheels fall off. Okay. Because I was, I was thinking about, I'm like, that that seems almost too good to be true, so I didn't play them.
3: But maybe I'm going to go back be. to that. Maybe it will be too good to be true, but I that's a loss I'm willing to uh, accept if it doesn't go my way.
0: All right. Uh, thank you to Barstool Big Cat today and Courtney Cronin. A uh, great job by the Chuck Wagon. Chuck Wagon! Looking good today. And uh, as always, Tyler Aki, our executive producer. Are you coming uh, in tomorrow? Probably not. I'm probably going to broadcast from home. I- I'm still coughing up a storm. Got uh, to just stay away really? from everyone though. Really? I got to be good for Sunday. I'm going to be at Soldier Field. As the voice of the Bears, you have to be. You're no, right. I'm the pregame voice. All right, coming up next, it's Bears Weekly. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Thursday night.